Welcome to the last in-season episode of Beerfield Fantasy Football ever. I am your host, Chris Hopper at Beerfield Hop, joined by at Beerfield Theory and at Ryan Miner underscore FFB. Why are you holding your hands up? What's up? Some guy, I want to say it's Jordan Akins that just scored. Really? Like, I mean, good. I'm. It's good. not a joke, which is good for you. It's not good yeah. for me, but it's good for you. But it's also, you know, come on, guys. They should know. They should know. It's a okay. Well, did he not score? I, I thought he scored. Did he not score? Apparently, he was. He was. Uh, he thought he wasn't touched. I saw him run into the end zone. He yeah. thought he wasn't touched. Okay, we're we're good. Anyway, twenty seven, uh, twenty to seven. Browns over the Jets right now. Uh, David Njoku off like a rocket to start this one. Five for one twenty eight. Bad news for me. I'm facing him in a championship. So, uh, not a great start, but still a lot of football to play. Um, as mentioned, this will be our last regular season episode of Beerfield Fantasy Football. We had plans to to wrap this whole thing up before the start of the 2024 NFL season. Uh, right now, tracking for episode 500 to be on August 22nd would be uh, where that lines up with as of today. But, yeah. That being said, it is championship week. Um, it, we are going to talk about that. We're going to reset the playoff picture because we said last week after we were fussing and cussing about it, we'd come back this week and see how our opinions change. So we're going to do that. We'll talk the MVP race and, you know, latest ins, outs, news, previews, get you all previews one more time, one last time, get you all set up for championship week. Um, just a heads up, if you are on YouTube, uh, my internet's been kind of crappy today. So if I start experiencing problems, I will drop that in favor of the audio podcast. So just, uh, just know that. And uh, I apologize if you hear some coughing. I've got a little bit of a head cold going on. So I was going to make Ryan host, but I didn't do the notes until like 15 minutes before the show. So I could have hosted, but then you told me to like get something better. So I left right as you had recorded. Dan told you to get something better. I told you to. Hey, it's the final it's okay. season episode. It's okay. Yeah, so I got yeah. something better. Yeah. Not going to lie. You know, I'm proud of you, regardless of what it is. I'm proud of you guys. You're in beer field. Sorry, I just figured we were transitioning, so I'd get that in there. <laughs> I guess we're transitioning. And I'm proud of I us, mean... too. Hmm. Jesus Christ. What are you drinking, Ryan? What special thing did you grab? I went upstairs and grabbed a bottle. Oh, wow. That's very bad. Oh, Jack Daniels Tennessee Tennessee Jack Daniels Tennessee. Yeah. I got it as a Christmas gift, so I thought I'd try it out because I haven't actually had it yet. I've had the Jim Beam version. I will not spoil is... it for you. That's fine. I'm going to spoil it for myself because it's the last it's, episode of week 17 ever for you guys. It's probably going to taste like apple flavored whiskey. You, need, you, some know, seven, I hope... you need some uh, seven up or ginger ale to go with that shit. Absolutely. Oh, really? Don't drink it straight? Yeah. Oh, no. You I mean, drink you could. It. It's pretty good straight, too, but ginger ale takes that shit next level. Depends right. how sweet it is. You probably put some rocks on I'm... it. just going to help cut the sweetness, but I don't know how sweet I it is. I do have that. Nice. I have a glass. There you go. Square cube in there. So I figure I tried it both ways. I'm going to sip it, and then if it Look at him. Like He's like a connoisseur. He's going to try it neat. It. And then, he, then he'll start pouring it over ice and start. start you guys saw me Kansas City. I was, I was afraid to do anything. <laughs> That's true. We had a good time. Indeed. We had a good time. All right. Um, I am drinking a last of its kind. Something else that went away this year. I have Anchor Brewing Company. 
uh, formerly of San Francisco, California. This is actually the Porter, kind of a dying style. Didn't go barrel aged or anything tonight because I am under the weather and don't want to drink anything that heavy. We'll save something super special for the very, very last show, but kind of fitting with what went down with Anchor this year, them rolling out. This might be one of the last times that I get to have them as well. So um, that's what we're going to do. How's Sean Elijah Moore? Son of a bitch. I should have played that prop too. I had so many, two so far, two of my props already hit. Is that the name of your God? Even... <laughs> my prop hits. It's actually the new style of Goose Island Bourbon County. My prop nice. hits. No, I, I am, uh, I'm drinking Jackie O's in collaboration with Goodwood Brewing out of Duluth, Georgia. Oh, I love Goodwood. This is Iron Sharpens Iron. This is a bourbon barreled age. Doppel stick alt beer styled ale. Hopper and I were, were talking about this before the show. Oh, this is basically the German, you know, the German form of a Schron ale of a barley wine. Um, so if you drank those styles before, especially in their barrel age form, then you'll be very familiar with the taste problem. Taste profile of this. This comes in at 13 and a half percent. And uh, it's one of my, or, or sorry, 13.8. It's one of my, well, the barley wines are my favorite style as a beer. So this, this, this fits right up my wheelhouse. And, and, and spoiler alert, this is uh, very tasty. Barley wines and old beer. Mm-hmm. Best of both worlds. All right. Sorry, I was looking for a drop I'll need later and got totally distracted. Uh, <laughs> TJ Hawkinson, torn MCL and ACL, likely will not see the field for the remainder of our uh, show lifetime. So, something to keep Big sad. an eye on throughout the offseason. Big sad, having a great year, huge year in Minnesota. So, uh, be something to watch. But, you know, for redraft, maybe somebody you can get on a bit of a discount that is a difference maker at the position as well coming into next year. So, it's just something to watch through the offseason. How about Anticipate. Dynasty? Too? How do you guys feel about Dynasty on him? I Did actually you? moved him. Did Up you? or down? I'm in, I'm in a championship. Normally, I would not oh, make yeah. this oh, trade. Traded him. But I, 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 I did trade him. I'm in the championship game with no backup tight end to speak of for Travis Kelsey. Yeah. I don't like to move, but I also like to win championships. Well, so I will take. What you gotta do. I will take the overpay of Hawk. Um, the anticipation I've seen from the Twitter doctors is seven and a half to eight and a half months about the time frame. What's about back between in August for week and September? One. Um, a lot of them are saying a uh, decent probability to start the season on the pup list. Just depends on how his recovery goes, and we'll obviously we'll get more of that throughout the off season. Um. Might be one of those situations for where he Dino. doesn't start on the pup because it's a six week miss and that would put you firmly into yeah. into October, yeah. but you know, might miss the first couple weeks, which we've seen before. Yeah. It, it's well, I've obviously have far more information as it goes along, but uh it huge was. loss for Minnesota. Yeah. So And that's not my only concern I have with them right now either. It's also what's the quarterback position gonna be there next season? 
Is it going to be Kirk well, Cousins? Well, some people are saying Robert. We'll, 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 talk, we'll, we'll, get there. The, we'll get there. Fucking literally everywhere. Okay. We'll, we'll okay. get to that later. We'll, so we'll I can get bitch to, about that. We'll get to that literally next. <laughs> sorry. Sorry for jumping on. I'm just kind of, you know. No, 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 it's no, it's no, it's, it's a valid uh, point with Hawk, though, right? Because situations are situational. What's the quarterback situation going to be? And now tight ends, especially with rookie quarterbacks, do tend to to be fine, um, you know. But I'm not concerned about his ability to come back. ACLs and MCLs are pretty routine at receiver positions these days, so I'm not not too concerned about him long term. Um, you know, obviously the concern next season, we do see hamstring injuries, upper leg injuries and stuff tend to impact players as they try to work their way back. So have some concerns next season, but as well, as far as a long-term dynasty asset, um, it doesn't really change my outlook on him for that. It'll be a nice buy low candidate when he comes back and he starts slow. You know, also tight end positions are generally a more physical position compared to most, you know, most positions that we talk about on here, you know, coming back from these t- Errors and from all accounts, it's not like it's very clean here. Yeah. So here's the hoping that it's not longer than that time frame. But um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, if he's on a snap count, he does, he's not playing as much in line. You're gonna see a little more Josh Oliver next year, like to start. So it's not not the same amount of cutting as a running back though either. So no, 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 that's true. All right, um, Russell Wilson, you mentioned it. Uh, he's been benched for the last two games in favor of Jarrett Stidham. This is due. Uh, he actually played better this year, but this is due to a $37 million injury trigger should he sustain a serious injury that were to last into March. The Broncos would be on the hook for $37 million guaranteed. Um, the expectation from Russell Wilson is that uh, the Broncos are going to cut him ahead of March. So uh, we're going to cut him at some point in the offseason which will lend him in free agency. And there's any number of things being cast right now, Dan, you know, you mentioned the Vikings, the Vikings. I had some hot takes on a couple things. You would throw out the Falcons. So, you know, where does Denver go from here? Where does Russ go from here? You know, are you surprised by this at all? Let's just discuss. I think it's kind of a shitty move. Like, well, especially now, it, like it, it, it right just now. feels yeah. so like it, it, it's it's such a scumbag move. They've known this. It's been for reported that they've known this for two months and that basically Russ has played through this, knowing that he's very much going to get benched at some point. They're one game out of the playoffs. Like they're not mathematically eliminated oh, yet. And they're moving on with this move, which is like grounds for fucking tanking at this point. Like it's just it it it's a scumbag move, it, it, and of course Sean Payton's a fucking head coach that it's happening with, so not surprised about that. But uh, some of the odds I've seen pop up, very early odds, is has the Vikings at the top, most of them. You know, it fits in line with the Cousins injury, the unknown quarterback situation, where they're going to end up drafting depending on these you know these last two games go. So it makes a lot of sense. This is not the worst landing spot for us. This would actually be a very good landing spot for us. Let's be honest. We have a you know good upcoming offensive line, some of the best playmakers in the league, and a head coach that seems to be on the good end when it comes to play calling and, and scheming, and, and you don't have to ask Russ to do a whole lot. Um, he's just not better than Cousins, and there's no way that they're not bringing Cousins back. I just, I, 
be, be very surprised if they didn't. So, um, let them go somewhere else. I don't want to bring the cringiness and, you know, some of the distractions that we've seen, but this is also going to probably humble him a lot too. Right. Who knows what, you know, we'll see how he responds to all this. And I'm sure he's, he's a very professional person. So, well, and I will say this about Russ, right? Looking at his numbers through this year, he is not off of his career averages by very much at all. Um, 5.8% touchdown rate. His career average is 5.9, interception rate. Career average is 1.9. Um, Completion percentage is actually better than career average right now by a couple percentage points. Um, you know, it's really downfield work, which you can almost directly contribute to wide receiver yak and protection rate because he's getting sacked more than he has in five, six years. Um, well, other than last year, I mean, last year and this year are his highest sack rates since 2018. So, you know, there are there's still gas left in this tank, right? It's not, he's not showing decline necessarily if he gets into the right situation or the right spot. So he's going to be sought after, you know, Dan, you talked Minnesota. I'm going to give my hot take on this podcast that I gave in our, in one of our group messages. That is, uh, I think David Tepper's an impatient twat bag. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Carolina and Denver, try to swing something after Bryce Young came out slow and, you know, try to swing something along those lines to make that happen. Now that's a trade scenario, not a, not a sign scenario. They also could just go out and sign him and then figure out what to do with Bryce Young later. Not unlike, um, Oh, Rosen just got drafted over, but you get it. Murray. Murray. Yeah. Murray got drafted over Rosen, but you know, they yeah. could just decide to go out and sign him after he gets cut, too, because we know the owner's impatient and is just going to throw money at shit and hope it sticks. So, I mean, that could happen and, you know, recoup some draft capital through Bryce Young ahead of the draft, just depending on how things line up. Um, we picked Atlanta out as quarterback needy, and I wouldn't put a reunion with Seattle out of the question either. I wouldn't put Washington out of the question either with the way Sam Howell's been playing the last couple of games, and they're saying no as as he's getting benched right now. It's gonna be one of those things where he's gonna be linked to every quarterback needy team, right? Yeah, I think he's uh, as Hopper mentioned. There's 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 still a bit left in him. You know, if you watch these games, he hasn't. I think I think the stats may may give a little more credit than than maybe than what he deserves for this year. The team has been bad but they've also battled back from going one and five to winning five in a row beating good teams along the way again they're back into the playoff hunt after that disastrous start <clears throat> also if you really want to have fun look at the salary cap situation now do note this uh the extension they gave him this offseason has not started yet they are still operating off of the Seattle contract which she was traded with <laughs> wait so... Denver is so he still has five years left, right? So it's like seven total years. It's seven years left. So they're fucked. Yeah. No one's trading for this contract. I, I've stated that there's no contract that's worth trading. This one might prove that to be true. That Is there like $124 million in dead cap? It's, oh, it's, I know it's over $100 million. It, It's an astronomical number. So it's huge. Like, they, you're looking that's at... What, that's what she said. Yeah, you're, it's huge. Uh, 
85 million in 24 and 49 million in 25 in dead cap. So yeah, a hundred upwards of a hundred million in dead cap on that deal. The out wasn't until after 2025, and that would still leave 31 million in dead cap. It's uh, whoops, Denver's fucked. That's what it is. They're the new yeah. Saints at this point. Now, next year they're already you know down uh 20 million for 2024. They're in the old 20 million, about 21. Obviously, that'll you know look a little bit better when you move out into 2025 as a lot more contracts are falling off. This is going to hamper their team. And it, Actually, it, 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 the out is 2026. That's what I said. Yeah. It's 2026. Yeah, 2026. Yep. Isn't it, it's in the 2026 offseason. So after, after 2025 is what I said. After 25 season, so it's a 26 <laughs> offseason. I don't know what calendar you're using, but 2026 is after 2025. <laughs> that one. I'm using that calendar. That one. Um, which What's is going to leave them pretty fucked. So they're basically going to have to. You're going to see them shutting a lot on the cap with the pre six one release. That's the only thing. Dude, that, that, that's two hundred forty one point six million dollars in dead cap space. If if they release them this year, yeah, that's fucking nuts. And they want to release them before they have to pay out the injury. Which would be pre-marked, which is after the league year. So it would be a pre-6-1 release, $85 million in dead cap, uh, 49.6 in cap savings. Jets just had a pick six. So. They're yeah, fucked. stay tuned all offseason to hear Russ watch. Um, yeah. Well, and Russ, like... Is he even going to want to be there after this bullshit? Like, say they don't cut him. Say that it's too much money and they are going to roll with him and try to build build this thing a little bit more around he, him. Like, he can hold he out. Be he, there? Yeah. He can hold out. He can try to force a trade. The problem in saying that you're you're going to probably cut him in March is, is there's no value. Like, what team, stupid. Hey, what team no. is going to trade for this contract? But they, to then go out and basically say, we're done with them. By March, yeah. Why like, would you? Yeah, it's so stupid. Whatever team does try to make a move, it, it, and you could see you're going to see a lot of probably written word based on trying to restructure the money. How much of the Broncos going to have to front load to pay off this deal? Um, this isn't like a Stafford for Goff thing that you saw with the Rams and the Lions when there was a bad inflated contract with Stafford. Um, it's not nearly that bad, and the Broncos don't have the type of draft capital extra capital to make that type of deal to try to get rid of Russ in this case. So no, <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be it's so dumb. Just keep them. It's, it's going to be rough, man. It's uh, it's not even the team's even bad either. Like I can understand if they were like, they're one game outside the five playoff. They're still playoff exactly. race. Exactly. Yeah. Like Stupid. they're in the race with Vegas right now. It's like you could actually get the top of the AFC West right now. And you already talk about releasing him, and then you're benching him around for benching him. So you're giving up on the season, yeah. and you're not eliminated They're from the season. This yeah. is pretty fucking obvious. Like, league won't do shit. We don't want him to get hurt and it, don't want to pay him. And the PA has already been involved, which, you know, I guess it's Denver's right to do, but damn, man. This is, uh, if, I'm a, Bronco, if I'm a Broncos fan, this does not feel good. 
Oh man, yeah, this I've seen some of the responses of shit coming out. It's gonna be they're in for a rough. They're in for a rough few years. They're not gonna be able to pay anybody. They're gonna start losing some of these more bloated contracts. Not only that, they don't have draft picks. And are there? We just call the Denver Broncos off front office right now. Their last two games are really winnable too, including against the Raiders in Week 18. Man, can you imagine them make they somehow win? And they have to... <laughs> All right, Russ, we need you back now, buddy. We're in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> nope. I'm good, man. Fuck you. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Have fun with right. Jared Stidham. Right. What Ugh. a terrible decision. And what sucks? And what sucks? This is this is the fantasy playoffs. You got guys like Court and Sutton, and you no know, Jerry Judy. I I don't know. I'm gonna be chips have those guys starting, but well, on this, like, is it, uh, on he might him, get fired, like, man. This is like, might what the fuck you could tell me? No, he should he be should fired. get fired. Yeah, I'm calling. Like he was. Like, I'm calling Demini Leach right now. She's that's the president. I'm yeah, looking at the, the I'm looking at the office right now. You're like, what the fuck are you guys? The doing? contract you extension just looks so bad. It does. So 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 so. Hello, bad. Haley Sullivan. I know you're the chief marketing officer, but this is not a good marketing thing to use right now. <laughs> no, I want to resent my fandom. Yeah. I am going to become a Chiefs fan if you don't <laughs> if you don't change this. <laughs> All right. Well. That'll be fun to track throughout the offseason. That's the first domino, first domino that's going to really go around. So that'll be a fun thing to keep an eye on. Um, yeah. And just wait for it. Josh Jacobs still sidelined. Zemir White, fine plug-in last week. Should be again this week. Just FYI. Getting into some FYI stuff. Quarterback changes everywhere. Um, you got Jaron Hall. He's going to start for the Vikings. Jacoby Brissett is going to start for um, Washington. You've got um, Mason Rudolph likely under center for the Steelers this week, and the Giants are going back to Terod Taylor. So, Ty got almost great time the, uh, for the playoffs. So, why not? Yep, time for the playoffs. Elijah Morris hurts. Yeah, he's flailing his arms around. This is oh, not no. good. That's not good. Um. Raheem Mostert not practicing, but is expected to be active on Sunday. Uh, more of a dynasty out here. Rico Dowdle is not practicing for the Cowboys. They've waived Malik Davis. That would mean some opportunity for Deuce Vaughn to see how he looks in that offense. Is they need to shore up the running back position a bit. Keenan Allen not practicing currently. Josh Palmer is absent with a concussion for the Chargers. Definitely monitor that. Um, if neither of them could go, I think Jalen Guyton is probably the next guy up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's good. That game Gerald, is gonna Gerald be Gerald Everett. Uh, it's not gonna be Quentin. I don't think it's gonna be Quentin Johnson still. It's gonna be Gerald Everett. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, do we really want to play this game? Donald Parham. It's gonna be a Donald Parham game. Yeah, it's gonna be a, a great game of Jared Stidham uh, versus Easton Stick. Easton Stick. Easton Stick looked decent. Yeah, backup versus backup. Hopper's it's dream beautiful. type of matchups. This isn't backup. This is starter versus backup. Jared Siddham's the starter. Yeah. Name like, fuck you, starter. Russ. Yeah. <laughs> Official starter. Take your money and go sit like on that this, bench. It's not dude, like I, he got hurt. He got fucking benched. Dude, pay, uh, you pay me that money to go sit on a bench. I'll do it, too. I'm like, yeah, go yeah. fuck yourselves, too. I'm out of here. That's right. Fuck Sean. Chase Daniel oh, made yeah. a hell of a lot of money doing that. He did. He, he, he really did. Yep. 
Uh, so that's my goal. Speaking of teams with entirely injured rooms, a couple more of those. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco is still not practicing for the Chiefs with a concussion. Jarek McKinnon's on IR. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is battling illness. So expect that to be Clyde, mostly. Um, who's even Michael on? P. Ryan as, as Michael P. Ryan, the one that's behind as the backup him? I've seen flown around. Who would have thought I've seen flown around Twitter is Michael P. Ryan is going to be the, the RB4. Yeah, well, who would have thought P. that championship we could be Zamir White and CEH carrying us to the championship trophies? I'm, he, I'm, yeah. I'm hoping it's going to be. I got one league where I'm riding on Josh, Josh uh, Jacobs not going. I'm playing against him and I have, and I have Zamir White. So I'm like, yeah, huh. not go, please. You know, Keontae Ingram's <laughs> on the Chiefs practice squad. Yep. I did not. He got signed on to there right after he got cut from Arizona. He would probably be the one activated if. If uh, I hope so, I would love to go. see Kante. I mean, he like like I'm kind of surprised he's a yeah. He's already better. He's so good at USC. God, he was he was good with them and Texas. He got Bejant. It's not his fault. He got and you know, Roshan He was sharing the he was sharing the field with Roshan. Indeed. Four is um, up, going to the blue tent, so we're good. Let's see another room. Another room that's banged up: Packers, uh, Dontavian Wicks, and Christian Watson both trending towards missing this week's game. Jaden Reed back at practice and is healthy. Uh, Malik Heath, Malik Heath would be Oof. the next guy, and I don't even uh, Romeo Dobbs. So Reed Heath and Dobbs would be the guy, and they've all kind of rushed down Jerome so. Ford. They've all kind of rotated through and stuff. So, um, but oh, I just need Tyler Croft or, or, or uh, Tyler, Tyler Kraft. Kraft. Yeah, you just blow up. I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I mean, I don't need to blow up too much, but yeah, that was a hell of a run by four too. Not running, but I mean, run after the catch. Cool. CJ Stroud starting this week after clearing concussion protocol. Jalen Waddle gonna miss week seventeen. Um, high ankle sprain for him. So, Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson. Yep. Because Robbie Chosen's in concussion protocol. And that's going to be a uh, very good game. Should be good. Like, hopefully, not Ravens Niners, you know, bad for fantasy output on the Niners side, but this should be a good matchup. I'm take a drink of my beer. Uh, Cole Komet. Not practicing after sustaining his knee injury. Robert Tunyon is a viable backup in his absence. Zay Flowers is not practicing with a calf injury. Speaking of the Ravens-Dolphins matchup, uh, which would be good for Bateman and Odell, I guess. But keep an eye on that. Michael Pittman back at practice for the Colts. Trevor Lawrence dealing with a sprained throwing shoulder. Uh, highly questionable this week. Uh, maybe C.J. Bethard under center for the Jags. And the Packers suspended Jair Alexander for conduct detrimental to the team. He made himself a captain. It was nice. in his home team. I I <laughs> I love how they do it in this like really important week. And Vikings uh, fans are trolling Jair Alexander like they normally do through it. Well, <laughs> and. Uh... Not only did he do it during a very important week, he made himself a captain, then almost screwed up. The ref saved him. Right? <laughs> like, oh man, Green Bay. I love you love to see it. Indeed. 
All right. Uh, moving on. Going to talk some ethics stuff, check in on playoffs and MVPs before we do a beer review. Um, seen a lot of this question floating around. The ethics of rostering players to block your opponent. Um, so this is the concept that, uh, you know, you're, let's say that your opponent somehow had Russell Wilson at quarterback, right? And Wilson gets benched. So you go out and pick up two or three of the best quarterbacks that are available for free on waivers before your opponent can, or maybe they had Hawk and you went out and stashed some tight ends, uh, before they could, uh, you know, a lot of questions floating around of if that's considered strategy or if that's considered cheating. My opinion, that's strategy. You're in the ship. Strategy. You yep. gotta be. You gotta be on your toes. And if you're not on your toes, and somebody beats you to that, then sorry about it. Like if your league doesn't have a rule that you have to start somebody that you pick up, which some do, but if your league doesn't have a rule that you have to start who you pick up, it's totally fair game. Absolutely. So do it. You yeah. should be doing it. Like you that's be that's, doing that's... it. It's smart. Like, like you should be the one going out there. Yeah. And if you really want to be a fucking asshole, you fucking drop him afterwards. You put him back on waivers on Sunday. Right. So you can't play him. Because again, I do that. There's no I've Monday night times. game. There's no Monday night game. There is no last game the next day that can save you potentially. There, there is no, there is no Monday night game this year or this week. So if you want to be that person, like, which is again, all strategy, yep. do it. Should be, especially if you have the roster, especially if the bench shoe. Like, this is the last week of the season for your redraft. Like, yeah, fuck them. Like, no, it's a Mon- good thing. no Monday night. If, game if you ain't you... trying to fuck them over, you ain't winning. Yep. No Monday night game. You've only got one Saturday game on Saturday night. <clears throat> Speaking of that, I've I've done something similar to that in fantasy baseball, and they actually got me kicked out of the league because one guy complained <laughs> to the commissioner. Oh, that's because, oh, come on, come on. Because I was go I was going in daily. And dropping all my pictures and picking up starting pictures for the next day, and so I uh, like I just dominated every single pitching like category. And he's like, "That's not fair," you know. That he was able to go on and add all these players. I'm like, I just went on the night before and did it. I just went yeah, to see the next not, day. Set up, set up your rules it. to where you're not just counting innings and strikeouts. Right. I won, but I got kicked, I got kicked out of league for that reason because I said I, I'm not changing my ways because it's not in the rules. That's fair. It's not That's the rules. It's not stupid. the rules. Sounds like a good idea that you're not in that league anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't play fantasy baseball anymore, really, either. Me either. Too much, man. I Can't tried. It's, it. it's, it's, it's way, it's way, yeah. I gotta do really rotisserie. It's the only way to much, do it. Right, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm good. I'll stick with fantasy football in my 17 weeks. All right. I just think with my prop bets. I'm doing freaking good tonight right now. Playoff I've already hit three out of the five. All right. Sorry. You're good. Jesus, all Thanks. I'm doing is interrupting you. Oh. Nobody pays attention to me. It's okay. <laughs> I'm trying to. <laughs> Dan's over here giving play-by-play. Hard play playoff talk. Elijah Moore. Dan's laughing, and... at, Dan's laughing at me. I'm updating the game, and Elijah Moore got hurt, and we know how much we all love Elijah Moore. He's out for uh, with concussion right now. So playoff talk. Playoff talk. All right. Let's start with the AFC. So we had Miami winning the East. Does anything happen to change that opinion? I think we were two versus one. I don't remember who was on what side. They're Ryan was on Buffalo. You and I are in Miami. So two games in hand. Um, 
over the Bills. The best you could hope for is tiebreakers. And yes. yes the Bills are looking hot right now. So is Baltimore. So yeah, I'm not gonna lie. So is Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore is looking good too. Yeah, and they, and they just happened to play them. <laughs> so, I mean, the Bills. I'm still going in an, in, in an nail biter. The Bills have the Patriots this next week. Miami has the Ravens. The Ravens. The Ravens could actually win that one. This could boil down to that week 18 actually meeting something between the Dolphins and the Bills. So right now, the Bills have the tiebreaker over the Dolphins. They and if they win. And they, if they win next week, do they? And the Dolphins lose, that puts them at ten and six. Dolphins at eleven and five. Ryan, yeah. yours is looking a lot better. So I will the, say that the Bills have to win out. The Dolphins have to lose out for that to be a tie. Right. So if they lose this week, that means week eighteen means even more for them, right. especially the Bills. Right. So. I'm still on the Dolphins. Um, you know, I think that I'm not changing uh, it. I think it does come down to Week 18, though, honestly, because I, I do. do yeah. the Bills beat the Patriots, and you know, if the Dolphins they both win, then it's done. So, I mean, Dolphins control their own destiny if they can beat the Ravens. Yep, correct. Um, and also Kyle Hamilton day to day, but that's a big blow to Baltimore if they don't have Kyle Hamilton against the style. Dolphins offense. That would be big. That would be a pretty massive watch. It's hard to pair up against the Dolphins with all much speed they have, but no Waddle. Yeah. So, so you can keep extra eyes on Hill, which is why we like Wilson this week. Um, Dolphins are, Ravens are also one of the more explosive defenses in terms of what they can do. So yep. if Hamilton does not go, like I said, if Hamilton does not go, that does change up a bunch, but it, it's a, uh, both of them are so hot right now. It's it's hard to bet against them. It's hard to it's hard to envision the AFC is not coming down to to week eighteen, unless the Bills you know implode against the Patriots, which good happen. We've seen. Yep. So that one's likely coming down to week eighteen. I I think is is where we're at with that. Unless you know, unless the Dolphins beat the Ravens, and then it yep still could I guess, but. No, it couldn't because they got to lose out. No. So yep. if the Dolphins beat the Ravens, it's done. So I'm still on the Dolphins because I think that there is a world where they beat the Ravens and yep. the, or the Bills. So, all right. Um, we had Kansas City winning the West. And... I'm going to flip that. Are you flipping? Really? <laughs> I'm flipping, yeah. You flipping to Just Baltimore? based on you flipping I'm flipping to, to the, Ra- the Raiders. Raiders, yeah. Just so because the, the Raiders look like they're on their freaking game right now and the Chiefs just are stumbling. I'm not just saying that just because, you know, I just want to stir the feathers up. And I'm a Chiefs fan, like, deep down inside, but just because of my son. But I just see the, the way they played last week did not... I mean, it, Patrick Mahomes just looked gassed. So this is another have-to-win-out scenario, right? Yes. Yep. And the Chiefs have the Chargers in Week 17, or in week 18. That changed it all for you. No. All right. Chiefs have the Chargers in week eight. Just because the Bills kept up with them. The Chargers kept kept up with the Bills. Bills. Yeah. They got the Bengals this week, too, with Browning and potentially no chase again as well. So 
I think that it's likely Kansas City doesn't fumble both of those games away, and I'm staying on Kansas City. I like Ryan's uh, tenacity to pick against the grain. I appreciate it. Makes good radio. Uh, it's a chief, so like, yeah. I mean, I can see. I won't. I won't yeah. be surprised if it's a chief. I could definitely see the Raiders like definitely pushing for it. Like the way they're playing, the way they're running, the the way they're running the ball right now is Zamir White is there. There is a crazy. world where uh, what if Denver does it? What if because Denver has a tiebreaker? Because I'm not sure how, how the tiebreakers would 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 fall in line there, but. For Denver, I'll be surprised if Denver drops the last same record. Jump them, yeah. (laughs) I don't think the Chargers are going to win out, but that's just me. Denver could win two if Kansas City. It's Raiders, Denver. That's right. Drops two, but we can talk about that scenario when we get to the tiebreakers because I think it's more likely they end up tied with the Raiders. Um, Ravens in the North. uh, Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Browns wow. are gonna make a really good run for it. They should win tonight. Um, yep, they're gonna just, win. This is this is Baltimore's, I think, a year for this. So, yeah, and the Ravens have the Steelers in Week 18. So that's so a tough uh, matchup, but yeah, I still think it's them. That this it just this is theirs. I think so too. And they may have the tiebreaker as well. I haven't looked. Like, it could be. Pretty sure they split their in-season matchups. Then it comes down to the not mistaken. Then it comes down to division record, which wouldn't be decided until. Yeah. Week eighteen. Also, let me look. Division matchups: the Ravens beat the Browns, and where are those both early? They won one. That was the other, yeah. They split them, yeah. That was the last game I think Watson played. That's the one that they beat the Ravens on, yeah. All right, we're both we're all still on Baltimore there. Then, uh, AFC West, we went for the Texans in the south, south. Sorry, AFC South, we went for the Texans right now. Uh, all three teams lost. So you got that is true, right? All three teams lost. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They're all eight and so seven now. All three teams at eight and seven here. Uh Trevor Lawrence does not look right. The Colts. Nope. Actually, did the Colts win? Is that how they pulled up into a tie? Yeah, the Colts won. That's how they pulled up into a tie. Colts won. Uh the Texans or wait. The sorry. Colts lost. No, no, lost. Yeah, they're all I'm looking, the, I'm looking at their own week. Yeah, they yep. all lost one. Yeah. Jaguars are on a four-game losing streak right now. Yep, Jaguars are in a free fall. Uh, Lawrence does not look right at all. Hasn't looked right for weeks. Uh, Colts just got walked by the Falcons. Uh, Texans get C.J. Stroud back. So looking at the last two weeks for those teams, Colts have the Raiders and the Texans. The Texans have the Titans this week and then the Colts. Uh, the Jaguars have the Panthers this week, which they should be able to win, and then the Titans. Does it depend who's at quarterback for the Jaguars? Because Lawrence, they're saying Lawrence might be out, even though he's attempting to practice. I don't think it does too much for me. Although Carolina did show 
a little bit more fight last week against Green Bay. And yeah, I mean, it was an actual game last week. Yeah, I'm with Stroud back. I think I'm still on the Texans. Ditto. I'm still going with the Texans. Raiders Stroud are, and loud. Raiders are hungry and playing well right now. I don't know if the Colts beat the Raiders this week. Raiders are on a hot streak, man. And I can see the Texans winning out. Got Colts, Texans in, in, in Indy, week 18. Jacksonville, Tennessee at that point. Jacksonville needs, obviously. We'll see how this week, you know, plays out. I, uh, man. I'm still on the Texans. Yep, me too. Yeah, Shroud back is it's what tips the scales. Yep. Indy's been, I mean, all, all teams have been like, we're going to, we may have different conversations after the end of this you know, after next week or after this week, but yeah, I'll also put my money in text on, on Houston. All right. So we got Cleveland who's going to win tonight. They're definitely going to be in a wild card spot. Uh, they'll probably be the first wild card. Uh, most, most probably. And then from there, you've got the bills at nine and six. Um, and we had Jacksonville and as the other team. Uh, Browns, I don't see any reason to change. They're going to get in as a wild card. The Bills, I think, are going to get in as a wild card. Um, I don't see a reason to flip on that. Looking at that last spot, which seems to be the one that's really up for the grabs. Um, if we got Houston winning the AFC South, then that's going to leave that down to a lot of teams. Colts, Steelers, Bengals, Broncos, Raiders, all technically still in play there. Well, for projecting the Texans to win out, the Texans the win Raiders out. Should, should, the Raiders should go up plus one against the Colts, right? Because they yes. play the Colts this week. Raiders would go up one against the Colts because they play the Colts this week. Um, and I expect the Colts to lose. So the Colts, I expect to lose out. So I'm going to eliminate them. And then the Raiders get the the Broncos next week. And I expect them to win that. I mean, it could. So be I put bad. them at nine and eight. That'd be a hell of a story if Vegas can get in on this thing. That'd be fun. I'm so rude. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that the Colts lose out. Like, you also know that it, if Buffalo Miami go down to the last week, Miami will be the other wild card spot if Buffalo takes them. Like Miami's automatically in the playoffs. We know that. Oh yeah. Browns will get that Miami get that and Buffalo are second spot. Yeah, it's going to be the, as you mentioned, it's going to be all those eight and seven teams yeah. and the seven and eight teams coming up. Like, Broncos, I'm going to throw if Baltimore, it, if Baltimore locks the number one seed, which they will, which they could do if they beat Miami, they're not playing their starters in week 18 against Pittsburgh. This is a fucking world in which Pittsburgh makes the playoffs. Because Baltimore sits their starters after clinching. They got to beat Seattle this week in Seattle. Yeah, which very tough. Which Not even forgotten that that happens. But right, we're talking about potential easy matchups. If Baltimore wins Pittsburgh's Week 18 matchup, probably becomes easier. And then you have Houston and and Indy playing in Indy. 
in week yeah. 18, which is not a gimme matchup at all. I don't think um, the I don't think the Bengals can beat the Browns and the Chiefs in back to back weeks. Yeah. That last wild card, man, that last wild card spot such a fucking trip. It's like we know the first two, right? We know like we know the fifth seed and the sixth seed right now. Jags Easy. and Raiders are what I'm down to. The Jags, I think, beat the Panthers and they have Tennessee in week 18 on also on the road that should have Levis back. They might lose to the Panthers this week, though, the way that they're in free fall. No, right? fuck it. I'm jumping on the Raiders bandwagon. I want to see. I want yeah. to see. Pierce Welcome the board. I'm going to flip that over. I'm going to flip mine to. Oh, man. I got a plus one. I'm. I, 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 I am. Man. I don't know There's if that's one more Dan. Possible. There's room for one more Dan. Come on. I'm not picking it. I'm not picking the Raiders. We got to have some. We got to be different into somewhere. a couch. This Lovesy's turned into a couch. Come <laughs> on. Oh man. If there's a way. See, you, you, you thought I was talking about for, you know for good radio, but now it's actually I think, like I think Indy. I think Indy and Houston are both making the playoffs. I'm putting Indy and Houston in. I think Indy beats Houston, wins the division. I'll flip that, and then but Houston still finds a way to make the playoffs. I I, I don't. I want to see both of them in there over Las right? Vegas. I like Las Vegas I love story, Vegas. but I want to see Houston and Indy. I want to see Minshew make it, and it's weird. It's weird to talk positive about Houston, but it's not the team's problem. It's the ownership problem. Now, I'm all for. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's in this run that he put on for Houston. Shroud yeah. back. He's yeah. done awesome. I, th- I think Houston is the best team in that division at, at this point with with the right players healthy. But um, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. A uh, Colts or Houston find a way to make it into that last spot. I'm gonna have the Colts just missing. So it'll be fun. Yeah. We'll see where this going to be a fun week. conversation next yes. week when we have a lot more information after week 17. Yeah. When we be. see who else is mathematically knocked out, which right. will probably right. happen. We'll get some more down there. Let's go to the NFC side. Um, Eagles win. Cowboys do not win. They've got a game over Dallas now. Um, we both had Philly winning the East. Does that change it at all with Dallas's loss? Probably not. No, because they Cowboys even going to beat Detroit out? this week? Are they even going to beat the Lions this week? Like the that's Cowboys, a... I don't know. The Eagles have the Cardinals <laughs> this week, and and then the Giants in Week Giants. 18. Yeah, which, they got a. It should be Philly. Yeah, Philly. and the Cowboys just have Commanders in Week 18. Yeah, that's Philly. Uh, the NFC West. But doesn't does does, but doesn't Philly feel like that team is like the number one most frauded team that shouldn't be 11 and four? Based on like, I mean, how they've been playing lately, like, yeah, they 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 have eleven wins and four losses. They, they feel like this year is like Minnesota to me in a way. I I I, I, I love you, Ryan. I think the, I I think the Lions are this year's Minnesota. <laughs> it took you no, guys our fourth be- string quarterback and four turnovers, and you guys barely beat us by a touch. I'm just hey, saying that, that doesn't matter. The, <laughs> I, I love the Lions story, and I'm rooting for my little brother. Uh, even though most Lions fans are 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 fucking gloating like they just won the goddamn Super Bowl. Uh, hey, this is our first time we won the <laughs> NFC North, all right, <laughs> ever. Because last time we that won it, it was true. the NFC that Central. That is true. That's but true. it doesn't change the fact that I think they're uh, they're more fraudulent than the Eagles. 
indeed. And Niners have the West locked up too, by the way. Just oh, absolutely. Niners are still the best. Niners are still the best uh, a team in this conference. <clears throat> so, I may shit on Brock Purdy at time to time, but they're still the best team in this conference. Who doesn't? I mean, I did yeah. all day, all day Monday when he was throwing <laughs> interceptions. I, yeah. yeah. I, I, I was in the group chat, man. I was in our league chat. Well, I'm just talking shit. So. Plenty of time to shit on Brock Purdy when we start talking MVP here in a minute. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Oof. That brings us to the NFC West, which is really the only division in the NFC left that I think need the decision. Falcons won there at seven and eight. Saints are in South. I'm saying South, yeah. I'm looking at the West. I'm like, it's the 49ers, and I don't know what else you're talking about. Niners already clinched everything. I've done that twice now. Niners have clinched. Lions have clinched. Uh, So you're in the South now. Bucks have a game in hand over the Falcons and the Saints. Um, Bucks won. Falcons won. Saints lost, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. I'm looking at it. Saints lost. So... Panthers lost too, in case you're wondering. What's that? <laughs> he said Panthers lost, in case you were wondering. <laughs> Not really. Damn, it's so close, guys. You're right. almost there. Buccaneers have a game in hand. Their remaining schedule is the Saints this week, which is a must win for New Orleans. And then they have the Panthers in week 18. Which should be a win. It should be. Now they come out of here eight and eight. The Saints have they have week eighteen. Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta and week eighteen. This it's the Bucks. Fast. It's gonna be the Bucks. This it's the gonna... Bucks. They 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 played they played very well lately. Baker. Bay ba- Baker Bayfield. Oh talk dirty to me. It should be Bay- the Bucks, but this is gonna be Baker. ugly, especially if the Saints beat the Buccaneers this week. And they go to eight and eight, like this could be yeah, kind of. I don't think anyone's bigger, bigger, bigger Mayfield fan than I am, though. In all honesty, I don't I'm know. Like, you don't know? Do you have his Cleveland Browns jersey? Because I have his Cleveland Browns jersey. I I go even further back. I have his Oklahoma Sooners jersey. I wish I had his. I wish oh, I would have been as I'll wear in love week. with them. I would wear mine, but I don't want to support Cleveland. So it'd be, I, I, be I a little more conflicted for so. me. <laughs> It's the Bucks. Falcons if the Bucks to, win this week. I'll, I'll wear it next week. If the Bucks win this week, then they clinch. Good. If the Bucks yeah. lose this week, the Falcons have the Bears. There's a real chance all three teams are eight and eight headed into a Falcon Saints. There, there's nothing more. Bears. There's nothing more that I, I want to see is the Bucks win out and then they beat Dallas at home in the wild card round. That is, that that would be, that'd be hilarious. A Baker gets back to the playoffs and gets his revenge on, on, on on winning his second playoff game and gets a big, you know, fuck you to Cleveland as Cleveland loses, whoever the fuck they would play in week, I think would be the winner of the South. So whoever wins the South in AFC, but that would, Oh, Oh, so we're all giving that heart. We're all giving that to the bucks. Yeah. All right. Wild card. Dallas is in. Um, that's yep. That's already not really th- in that's already been confirmed. Yep. And then it gets messy. Rams and Seahawks. Rams and Seahawks would be the next two that are up for grabs. Um, you got. Ooh. We had the Rams getting in. Yeah. yeah, I think I still do. Yeah, the Rams have the Giants this week, and the then Niners 49ers. losing. 
but the Niners losing this and not being able to clinch the one seed really fucks with this. Yeah. Detroit, like it, Vikings have a really tough ending schedule, especially if Detroit has a chance at the one seed in week 18. Seahawks They're obviously not the, sitting people. Seahawks have the Steelers at home and the Cardinals. I might flip that. So the Seahawks jump the Rams? Hmm. Yeah, because they got the Steelers at home and then the Cardinals the next two weeks, and the Rams have the Niners, have in, the week Niners 18. in week 18. Yeah, we're actually going to actually mean a game. We have this will be flipped once we see a little bit more, you know, from had, this week. But this is we had them both getting in, right? Yeah, so let's say the Rams go Seahawks went out, go nine and or go 10 and seven. Green Bay gets the Bears. And they go nine and eight. Green Bay gets the Bears, and they beat Minnesota this week. Yeah, it's on the road. The Vikings have sucked this year at home. They would be nine and eight, which would put them in line with the Rams, based on how we see this going. They would be nine and eight. Uh, Falcons and the Saints both play each other. I'm gonna just say the South teams are shot. I don't want to see any of them in, so make it easier on myself. I don't. It's gonna be. We'll get like, our like one from the east. I think we'll too. get the one from the yeah. It's uh I want to go Homer, but they're you know they're they're going back to the rookie QB. This is a very important home game That's against Green Bay. He doesn't have Jair, but they haven't had Jair for a while. I don't th- you know, but yeah. I mean been hurt and he's been on and off the field. And Green Bay and the Lions, um, it's not like those aren't winnable, but they're not surefire either. If Detroit doesn't have a chance at the one seed, I think you can see them resting people by halftime. It's one of those games where it's like we can't get the one seed. Like it depends on scheduling. Like it depends on when these games are played. Um, you know, if they don't have the like if they can't get the one seed locked, they may rest their guy. So there is like and I start bringing this up because it's gonna become we're gonna see more and more of this. Like this, like like you will see this happen in week eighteen. You know, you know, these you know Playoff teams resting starters if they can't, you know, change their fate. I oh yeah, Rams are playing so fucking well though. Yeah, like if Cooper Cup catch that freaking passes are throwing them, yeah, they'll do even better. <laughs> Our Rams and Niners week eighteen is just rough. Like they get fucked. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. Rams do Rams do hold the do they yeah, they would hold the tiebreaker against the Seahawks. They beat them 17-16. And the Vikings are all matter and, and, and 30 to 13, so they're 2 0, so they got the tiebreaker against the Seahawks. Who did they who beat because Green Bay would have a tiebreaker over one of them or or not. Um they lost. So so Green Bay beat the Rams. So there would be that tiebreaker if they were to beat Minnesota this week. And then obviously they get the Bears in week 18, which is a very favorable matchup for them. Even though I think Bears will play spoiler to that <laughs> for sure. Like even like it, it may not matter, but uh gladly. Yeah. Like we're excited for these games for like fantasy purposes this week, but next week's like the ones we're really gonna be keeping this an eye fun. on. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, this is a lot, lot more right fun. Now. Yeah, I love this. I still got the Rams and Seahawks both getting in. 
wish we had time. That's the thing. I hope I, I hope the schedule makers recognize mm-hmm. the importance of some of these games and putting some of these later like Rams Niners will obviously be a three o'clock game because there's no Sunday night football, right? It's just right. noon and three o'clock games. I think it's week you know, week eighteen, like Vikings Lions yeah, is an important game. That should be a three o'clock game because that's gonna, you know, there's a lot of story and we'll obviously know more after this week to see how these more shape out. But I'm gonna go with I'm going with with the Seahawks and the Vikings. Niners Rams are fine, but they're gonna catch the Niners in a game that they're that the Niners are still gonna need and I think they'll lose. I think Niners will play most. Their starters beat them. Knock the Rams out of the playoffs. Vikings get in. I don't know if they can beat Detroit, but I don't see the Vikings getting over the Packers and beating the Lions. Yeah, I, I can don't. see the Vikings beating. Yeah, it's. Good. I don't either. What do you think? That's why I got the Rams in. Yeah, I can see the Rams going in. I'm gonna hop on this one. I mean, it may not even matter, right? You know, Vikings lose, you know, then we're having a different story about Green Bay. I mean, Green Bay could easily get in. Well, that's a lot softer matchup in week 18. So, yeah, if Green, be, Bay, if Green Bay wins, that I think makes it more interesting than, yeah, a little more interesting. Although, yeah, the Vikings Lions game for something, too. I mean, there's scenarios where all of that's interesting. So, that'll be fun to look out here in a week or so. Um, I'm still going to sit with my Vikings Seahawks. All right. MVP check in. Brock Purdy, obviously, stinker. Probably took himself out of the conversation. Um, are we in a so a couple things? Are we in a Dak versus Lamar situation now? No, because Dak see... didn't look great either, did he? Not really. I no, Dak, I think Dak's put up two stinkers back to back. I right now it's Lamar, and it might even be. Dak was two fifty three, two touchdowns, no picks. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad though. Yeah, and Dallas lost, which again it shouldn't matter. But the voters are going to probably make that no, difference up. He couldn't beat Miami, but not Miami. Yeah, Miami. I mean, this. I still think it should not be. I don't think a quarterback. It should be quarterback, but you know, Lamar doesn't have the stats right now. We go back two years ago, right, and. You know, you could have made an argument it should have been Cooper Cup and Aaron Rodgers won it. True. So, right now, Lamar should be runner. CMC. Yeah. I yeah. would give it, if Hill gets over 2K, which Lon stretch it, he will. He has the average, I think, 160 something yards to get there. Um, I like to see him get it. That, yeah, that'd be great too. That I, Dolphins I offense. That. Yeah. I like to see Hill get it. McCaffrey, I think, has a better chance of the two because he just touches the ball so much more than Hill does. Yeah. Um, if Purdy has a strong two games, you're going to see his name come back up. I don't think this Ravens game is a death sentence to his MVP uh, candidacy because there is no runaway at this point. Lamar is a favorite, but that could easily change. Like, Hurts, what if the Eagles' offense, you know, figures their shit out? Hurts is back in it probably then. Like, it's. What about Josh Allen though? Josh Allen too. Like he's the underdog. I think Josh also should. You yeah, know, I mean, twenty touchdowns, most turnovers. <laughs> like yeah, he's, he's basically a far more likable Jameis Winston at this point. 
with he's, he's 840 total touchdowns. Team. Yeah, yeah. It's, crazy. Uh, if the Bills were in line to win the AFC, I think, and especially in line to you know compete for the one seed, I think he is in there. But unfortunately, with how the Bills have been this year and their record, I don't think he's going to get it. Maybe if they win the East, maybe if they come back and beat you know Miami and take over the East, maybe that means you know Baltimore has to stumble and I, 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 eh. all right. So like I would go back to predicament when we first started. AFC East, Bills went out. Does that help Josh Allen if he continues? That would help. I think it would help his 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 own thing, his own MVP. But if that means Miami loses to Baltimore, that helps Lamar. Like it's Lamar's to lose at this point. And he doesn't really have great production to get there. He's got a lot of total yards with the rushing production, but his touchdowns are lower than Allen's and Dax. I mean, and Dax, but it's yeah. not, it shouldn't just be about stats to Lamar is that fucking team. Lamar to me, Lamar probably should win it. Like he is. Yeah, hard he's a rushing threat, but Baltimore. he's also a passing threat. Yeah. He, yeah. He's also, I mean, uh, he's just, that, the best way to quantify that though, is how much total offense have they accounted for and, Lamar does have an edge there. It's close, but yeah. he's got an edge there. Yeah. Um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna if all things play out the way that we think it is, that we've talked about tonight, it's it's Lamar. Yeah. Which I think he rightfully deserves to get it. So. If they don't write that wrong and go Tyreek or CMC, but I don't think they'll give it to a skill position guy. I fucking wish they would. I wish they would just seriously. Get, just get rid of it. Like it's it goes like it's been since what 2012 since Peterson's comeback year, yeah. And which made sense because he single handedly got the Vikings into the wild card that season. But it's it's dumb. I mean, thankfully the offensive MVP or the offensive player of the year is you know typically a non quarterback. So I, at least that's good. Yeah, 2012 was the last time a non quarterback got it. Before that, it was 2006. Um, where you actually Ridiculous. had back to backs in 2005 2006 running backs. The last time it wasn't a quarterback or a running back, has a wide receiver ever won it? I don't think one has. Mm, nope, Terrell Davis, Barry Sanders, Emmett Smith. I'm back to 91 now. Another running back. Nope. Nope. Uh, Lawrence Taylor. I had like the seventies, like Steelers. Lawrence Taylor was the last defensive player to win it. Wow, was eighty six. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. (laughs) It's just, it's silly, man. It really is. Yeah, it's all quarterbacks, (laughs) and I mean. I understand how the game is, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. It was Mark Mosley. Even fullbacks were winning it. Place wait, a place kicker won it. What year was that? Eighty-two. AP Player of the Year was Mark Mosley. Oh yeah, place kicker. Yeah, he won it. (laughs) Motherfucking kicker won it. How good was that season? 
He must have been a fantasy football a strike, MVP. So it was a sh- it was a strike shortened season. He hit twenty three field goals, straight field goals from eighty one eighty two. I can't believe NFL's most valuable player, eighty two. Converted twenty three straight field goals for eighty one eighty two. So that was a a record at the time. Responsible uh, for seventy six points. Yeah, it was a shortened season, which is probably why he got it. Five percent success rate. I mean, it was a sixteen. It was a nine game schedule. There was also one who won the Sporting News NFL Player of the Year in 1954. Fucking love it. He missed four field goals in the postseason. If you ever get a kicker MVP again. Uh-huh. Joe Perry won it like uh, two years, two out of the last three years and 54 well, and 56. I learned something. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. 52 and 54. Yeah. Jim Brown went it back to back. Peer review. Hey, Bears quarterback won the MVP award once. Hey, look at that. Sid Luckman, 1943. Love it. I. Somebody, can. I'll go again. I am uh drinking Jackie O's in collaboration with Goodwood Brewery. And this is Iron Sharpens Iron. This is a bourbon barrel age doppel stick alt style beer ale. Um, again, you're gonna get Shrondos, toffee, and caramel. Your hits of vanilla, which is gonna also kind of give you a milk chocolate type of note, too. Um, but very, very strong in the caramel and toffee. It, 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 again, if you love barrel aged barley wines, strong ales, this is going to be right up your fucking alley. This, this is very, very tasty. Jackie O's, again, it's out of Ohio, out of, I want to say it's Akron, Ohio, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I also forgot to note this was aged in the barrel for 16 months. Uh, if you have a chance to pick this up or if you have a chance to get Jackie O's, I highly recommend it. All right. Robert, you're right on the uh, Jack Daniels. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> so I tried it plain. It was very sweet, very apple uh, So I was like, oh, I got to tame this down with something a little bit better, better. And I went with the ginger ale because that's what I had. I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to try the ginger ale, see if the ginger brings it back down. Holy crap, was that better? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's almost kind of like a caramel apple at that kind of rate. Uh, I drank a boatload of that and the Jim Apple during the Blackhawks 2015 Stanley Cup playoff run. Oh, so, really? Yeah. I was like, oh, oh the Blackhawks. This is delicious. <laughs> He's smiling. <laughs> All right. Uh, it is, by the way. I had. Anchor Brewing Company's Porter. Uh, very, very classic example of a porter. It's light-bodied. Um, it's chocolatey. It's got just a little bit of like a dark chocolate roast that doesn't infringe on coffee or anything like that. It's very drinkable. Uh, some caramel undertones. So 
I don't know if this is more identified as like an English border than an American one. Those are kind of the vibes that it gave me, but maybe with a little bit more American to it. Not strong hop character or anything on it. Really, really good beer, though. Um, so maybe if I can still come into a six-pack of this, I'll just buy one because that was solid. Southern hop. All right. Uh, real quick, before we wrap this up, week 17, uh, Lions-Cowboys uh, are the Saturday night game. It, I think the best advice for championship week though is don't overthink it player upside don't get too cute don't get too freaked out you're where you're at for a reason um you know lions cowboys could get decently high scoring um that's a pretty good game to target obviously um a lot of good matchups this week though eagles against the cardinals is a very solid matchup dolphins ravens could be right for offense but you know, it's also a world where the Ravens' defense is very, very good, um, which doesn't bode well for Miami. Um, you've got Jags-Panthers could be a little bit of a trap. Carolina's defense has been better of late, although they did just give up 30 to the Packers, 49ers against the Commanders, Rams against the Giants. So you got some opportunities for scoring here. Just... Pay attention, play your cards right, watch your injuries. Anything to, for you guys on week 17? Lions 52, or Lions Cowboys 52 and a half over under is the highest over under by three points. Uh, Niners Washington is the second highest. There's a lot of lower scoring games with all the quarterback injuries and some of the better offenses kind of starting to slow down, more particularly Kansas City. And with the injuries to some of the better teams, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be harder to predict and really what you expect, what you're gonna get. Uh, Dallas and Lions is a good game to target. Whatever reason, if you need to have a flyer, say you lost Amari Cooper, and you need to play somebody out there, um, you know, a guy like Brandon Cooks, right? A little deeper leagues. Uh, you're going to be looking for the ancillary pieces and this is the one game to target uh it could be sloppy both defenses have shown elite pass rush ability especially if if Hutchinson can get on his game early um this should be a this should be the highest scoring game and this should be the game that you target the most in terms of trying to find that upside if for whatever reason that you need it at this point you probably have a lot of your starting positions locked up um but yeah I still right. like the Cincinnati Kansas City game, even though it's an over under forty four Kansas City by seven. I still think it's gonna be a lot closer than that. It could be a back and forth. Even though last week the Bengals definitely got slaughtered depends by what the Browning uh, we get. Steelers. It yeah, what, it depends what Browning we get. The Chiefs defense has been incredible this year. Um, that's the one thing, right? Like he gets to play Pittsburgh and then come back and play Kansas City. Like they beat up on on the Vikings, which was great, right? He played three tough matchups, you know, tough defensive matchups. But it could be, especially if Chase is to go. If Chase does play, and if um if Snead is still banged up, um, you could see some fireworks on that side of the ball, which it's a good thing. Yeah, which is what we like to see in that this time of year with the Bengals and the yeah. Chiefs, because that's usually what happens. Yeah, as Hopper mentioned, you don't need to get cute. So 
You're gonna bring. No. You're gonna properly play the characters that got you here. Yep. Oh yeah. The yeah, characters, the players. There. You're gonna play the players that got you there. So. Outside All of right. Cooper. And that is our show. Uh, thirty-four seventeen current score of the Browns Jets game. Joe Flacco, uh, giving you a really really good game. Najoku is kind of calm the hell down, thankfully, but is still sitting at a very very solid week. And two touchdown performance in the receiving game from Jerome Ford. Uh, has you pretty happy. And Elijah Moore, if somehow you started him in a championship. So Moore is ruled out with the concussion. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately he won't get any more points the rest of the week, but seventeen um, point performance and BBR is still pretty good. Yeah. It's uh you had to start one him if for you someone spot. you're not disappointed by that. Yeah, like if you spot started him over Cooper, you're not mad. You're not Happy with how it start started, but you're happy that he's not going to definitely kill you on Thursday night. Yep. And Brees Hall's even leading the team for the Jets. As he should. rushing yards and 36 receiving yards, over even over Garrett Wilson, who has 35 receiving yards. He's working yep. himself into a uh, top three to five drafted player next year in redraft. Yeah, especially yeah. if Aaron Rodgers comes back at 100%. Yep. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Brees Hall. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh We'll be back next week with a playoff check-in and fantasy football season awards for the last time. So, yep. See ya. See ya. Bye.